Hi everyone, I'm Nadia Rosemont and I'm with Adam Kewen. And you're here for episode two of Relay Essay. Relay Essay is a podcast that features a connected conversation about student affairs in Canada. So we talk with folks who work in student affairs from coast to coast to coast. And we, every time we interview someone, we ask them to suggest names of interviews that we should do next, kind of creating a bit of a relay. That's the whole point. That's the whole um, journey of this podcast. Uh, this episode is with Christina Bartold. Uh, she was suggested by Kate Sesquini, who was suggested by Jen Gonzalez, Adam's first episode of Relay Essay. Yeah, so it's all connecting back. This relay is um, taking, us, taking us places, and we're really excited to share with you this interview with Christina which is kind of humorous, so we were trying to find a time. We had a few different times that we tried to schedule this interview, and uh, the time that it ended up working out was when we were in Charlottetown. <laughs> the con- caucus conference was over. Christina was at the CCR Summit, yes. but Natty and I were still hanging out in Charlottetown for a bit, and Christina snuck away for like 45 minutes from the CCR oh, yeah. Summit, and we snuck, <laughs> snuck into a conference room uh, at the hotel and just hoped no one would interrupt. And yeah, my confession is I stole tea from like an outside, like <laughs> hospitality table. <laughs> uh, but we needed the tea so we could have yeah. like the good, cozy conversation that we had with Christina. So uh, why don't we listen to it right now? I will declare that I'm not the type to have any yes. It's worth all the shares. The number one podcast is student affairs. Wanna hear what they have to say, along with all the guests that are popping on the way. Without further delay, it's me, they, yes, they. And we're live. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Okay, so uh, Natty and I are in a secret conference room at the conference center in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, and we're here with a special guest. Do you want to tell us your name? Christina Bartold. Yeah, <laughs> Christina Bartold. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just to like uh, situate the the relay, uh, so Jen Gonzalez, who was our like first first interview ever, suggested that we speak to Kate Taylor Squeeney, and Kate said that we need to talk to you. So here we are. Like a full circle, yeah, a full relay moment in like another province. It's so weird how you're able to meet people and like not even in our hometowns or whatever, like our home province. So Christina, where do you work? What do you do? Yeah. I know you recently switched gigs, so mm-hmm. just tell us everything. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I used to work at St. Jerome's University at the University of Waterloo, and I worked in a hybrid role. So I did a little bit of everything, mostly residence life, student life, uh, and then I kind of led the team in the development and kind of creation of our co-curricular record, which is how I know Kate. Um, but I recently switched roles just two weeks ago. I, I know, it's very fresh. Whoa. Yeah. Um, like and into a new job and you're like, I'm going to... PEI. <laughs> I know, and I felt so terrible about it, but I was really lucky because PEI was so popular, um, it sold out so no one in my new office could go. So when I called and was like, I'm so sorry, I have so much baggage, like I just booked the strip to PEI, like oops, they were like, no, great, like this is awesome. Like, we, Amazing. Yeah, so they were so supportive. Um, so now I just work on main campus at the University of Waterloo. And I'm a new student transition coordinator with a focus on uh, graduate exchange and transfer students. So, um, yeah, it's like it's big and exciting, um, and it's been really interesting to kind of shift gears here at Caucus and um, being so focused on CCR and Res Life and Student Life, and then now I'm like pretty specialized in into new student transition and orientation. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been really cool. So yeah, third week on the job. And what are the things that are 
what are you most excited about in this new job? Yeah. Um, I think for, for me, like the, the biggest piece was I was really drawn to the transfer student aspect of it. I sure. think transfer is a, a really hot topic, something we're talking a lot about. And even on the CCR side, like how are we, you know, sending um, like credentials between institutions? Like how does that work? How are we validating experiences? And transfer students come with like such a breadth of, of knowledge and um, experiences. There's no two the same. Um, so I think just working with those students as well as like getting to know kind of a different campus in a way, like we're Yes. You guys, you both know. Like, um, we're we're pretty. St. Drums is pretty small, uh, and I went there as a student, so I kind of just fell into my career there, and then um, had never left. So it was like I'm still in mourning. Like I don't wear yeah. black anymore, but um, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I'm really excited. That's awesome. It's such an exciting time, I think, whenever you're in a new role, the first few weeks, because you're like all the possibilities in front of you still, and you're like still finding the paper clips and like all oh the things my gosh. And, and you're meeting new people and you just, yeah, it's such an exciting time. Yeah. And it's so different than, and I, I don't, did you work in Res Life? Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I feel like Res Life is this really special thing. Like mm-hmm. I, and I think like all the functional areas have their like special qualities. Um, but working in residence, like you have such high touch with students, with staff, you're like always talking to people. And so, um, I like, if I went anywhere, I would always tell people where I was going. Like, I'd be like, Oh, I'm on my way to the bathroom now. Or like, I'm <laughs> like, I'm going to like my, my, I'm in a master's program, I'm going to class. Um, and now my new office, like they work on flex time and people are working on like all different types of, uh, student success initiatives. Mm-hmm. So on like my second day, I was like, I'm going to the bathroom. And the ghost in front of me was like, awesome. Like, uh, <laughs> like it just, okay. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a totally different like way of working and um, learning. So yeah, I feel the same way. I found the paper clips, but I yeah. <laughs> Amazing. So maybe let's go back like back in time a little bit. So you went to you did your undergrad at St. Jerome's? I did. Yeah. 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 And what was that like? What was your experience? Yeah. Um, so I love St. Jerome's. I am like a huge St. Jerome's advocate. Um, so it's a smaller. Uh, it's like a, a St. Mike's at U of T or Kings at Western, okay. like a smaller affiliate college. Um, and lived in residence there. I was a Don there. Um, and I did a bunch of service learning projects there. So I went on a trip to Peru. I did four months in Ukraine. Um, so I had a really rich co-curricular life. And I think I was there for two weeks and I was like, Ooh, this residence manager, man, like how did, how did he get there? And like, I really, <laughs> really tried to slide. Yeah. And I remember asking him, I'm like, how did, like, how did you get into this type of work? Cause I was always really involved in high school. Like I was always, I've always been really interested in like learning outside of formal context. Sure. Like how, like, I was like, Oh my gosh, like I like love international stuff or I like love, like even just conversations. Like I can learn so much. Um, yeah. And I like hit up our residence manager who turned out to be my boss a few years later. And wow. yeah. And I'm, and it worked out that I got to kind of take on the residence piece from him and so I did that role for uh, evolving over like four years and um but it was such a full circle like kind of like that's like a full circle moment like I um you know I I went to dawn training and I would lead dawn training in like a similar way and yeah I don't know if I'll ever have a job that I'm like that emotional about you know Mm. where you're so like attached I don't know if either of you have ever had jobs like that I understand yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) and being an RA is like a special place in my heart for sure yeah would you go back and be an RA I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to say yes, but I know that today's students different. Yeah. So that would be a huge learning curve. But I think, and then I guess that's what I want to ask you is, do you think, or I know you'll probably say yes, but I'm curious to know, like, what skills did you think you get you got from your res life experience that are helping you now in your new role? Mm. 
Oh my gosh, I, whenever I, like, and this is all leads, I think, into, like, co-curricular, like, recognition and, like, co-curricular skills and stuff, but, like, when I think about my time as a Don and I did a programming role the year after, like, those, th those were, like, the foundation of my being. Like, I look back mm -hmm. on that and I am, like, I am who I am because of, like, those moments when I had a difficult conversation with a student or, um, you know, someone said something that I totally disagreed with and I needed to say something back diplomatically in a way that used my, like, the power that I inherently had in a way that was appropriate and respectful and like I always I'm like oh like I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be a bomb mom because like I was a, like a don and like you know like I I don't think parenting is like donning and anyone who's listening to this I'm fearful that they're gonna come back for me um but like I think that those skills are so foundational to um to who students are and like for myself it's like sometimes I'll go to a meeting and you know you disagree yeah. with something someone says and instead of like being like really like rash about my my response I'm like able to be like okay, like, I'm trying to understand their perspective. Like, where are they coming from? Okay, like, that's their lens. Like, how do I meet them halfway? Um, so yeah, tons of them. Yeah. yeah. I went to this course um, recently, and it was kind of a management course, and a lot of the stuff was like, I got this foundation of Dawn training. Yeah. Yes. Like, I kind of wish everyone could do it somehow, and I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, because I think there's this perception that it's just like all cheering and all that kind of stuff, mm. which is not, I know is not the case, but that's still this perception. But anyhow, at like, uh, stuff about conflict resolution, communication, yeah. equity stuff, um, negotiation, team natural justice, like team building, yeah. like all those stuff. I'm like, those seeds were planted as like a co-curricular job that I had. And now it's, uh, yeah, it's the most useful thing. Yeah. And like my student staff would come to me and they'd say like, oh, Christina, you know, I heard someone in the library say this, or I heard someone say this and it made me kind of uncomfortable. And like, just like kind of grappling with that. And, I'd be, and they'd be like, but they're professional staff and I couldn't say anything. And I'm like, okay, you can, but like yeah. the way you do it is like respectful, right? And right. so sometimes I'd be like, I wonder what it'd be like to put like all staff through Dawn training. Like even just Ooh. like, we shouldn't, yeah. Maybe that's a caucus pre-conference. Like maybe caucus isn't the right venue, but like another organization, we hit them up and run Dawn training. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Okay, 2019. <laughs> Let's Don do it. 2020, but yeah, yeah. 2020, give us some time. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay, so res life. Yeah. And so it sounds like you were able to parlay that into some career stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious to know, maybe even going back a step, like what drew you to St. Jerome's in the first place? Because I think... Oh yeah, good question. I think I'm very curious about these institutions that are affiliated with kind of a larger place nearby and what I think... Yeah, tell us more about what you do to St. Jerome's. Yeah. Um, so... I have always been like a really interdisciplinary human. Like I've always been kind of interested in everything. So when it came to like applying to university, I would go see a campus and I would be like, yep, this is it. Okay, perfect. Like sign me up Guelph, like sign me up Carleton, like sign me up U of T. Um, and I grew up in Milton. Uh, so like a lot of commuter areas, like I could have kind of went anywhere. And um, I remember going to see the University of Waterloo and I just had this like this feeling and I was like, oh yeah, but I'm not sure like what I should, what I should study and so I'd applied to the recreation and business program there because I was surprisingly a camp counselor um not that surprising I imagine yeah. 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 um and loved camp and was like oh baby camp's my life and then I came to university and I was like oh no no this is like this is 2.0 5.0 like I'm like I'm yeah. digging this yeah. yeah right there's a lot of parallels like I think if I were to write a book and I don't know if that's a, like a rapid fire question for later I think it would be about like the lessons that like camp like brings into student affairs uh -huh, that's so good. but not in a way that's disrespectful of like the work that student affairs yeah. individuals do or like or, or camp 
uh, like recreational professionals. Mm -hmm. But like there's a lot of crossover, I think, in like the developmental aspects of of like staff and like of students and like children and yeah. yeah. And the value of gathering. Like yeah. I think a lot of our world now is so individual, like yeah. But like the idea of like camp of like it, it is this idea of bringing people together and seeing what's on our campuses. Like I think it is. There's magic in there. Yeah, and like Adam, for me, like I think now that I've had like a little bit of time to reflect on like my experiences of, of growing up, like when I think about like all the careers, because I was one of those like kids who'd be like, one day you talk to me, I want to be a teacher. Like another day you talk to me, I want to work yeah. at camp. Like I was never wanted to be a doctor. That never went that far. But it was like always, it was always centered around community building. Like yeah. I always just wanted to be in community with others in different ways. Um, and so, yeah, so when I applied to the recreation program, I went to an info session. I was like, oh, gosh, this isn't the right program for me. I don't think I want to work in rec. Um, mostly, I think I was scared of all the sports aspects of it. Those seem to be a very sports-heavy. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and I contacted someone about reapplying to Honors Arts. It was like May 15th. They were like, well, if you do it through one of the university colleges, they usually can process it a little bit faster. I knew someone who had went to St. Jerome's. I like called St. Jerome's. They were able to do it for me, and then um, I like went to visit, and I was kind of like, "This is fine." Like, like I don't know, old buildings, like good community, but like I want the university experience. Like, I yes. want to have fun. And my mom was like, "Oh, Catholic, this this looks good for us," and um, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll sign you right up. And I was like, I was ready to hate it. Like, I went into like orientation week, and I remember my dawn coming into my room, and her being like, "Hey, like, how are you? Like, are you gonna come to orientation week events?" And I was like, "Maybe." And that was the end. Wow. <laughs> but, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why when I was like a, a res person, like I was always like, those are like, like don't annoy those people. But like, you never know. Like the first that's few so days, funny. I know I've come so far really. Yeah. yeah. And then I had a little bit of a turnaround in the first few weeks and loved school, loved the community, like St. Jerome's, hopefully you both get to visit, but um, they had like really circular tables and it's kind of like, you can sit with anybody and anyone can sit there. And like, there were a lot of community elements that I thought were really like mm. resonated with my like value system so yeah that's how I ended up there yeah amazing yeah and it's yeah it sounds like you loved it I loved it and that's what made it like to be honest so hard to leave is that like I I knew like working in student affairs I was really passionate about student affairs and I'd done the res thing for a while and lo like I loved it I left my job like I sobbed at my goodbye party it was embarrassing there was mascara everywhere um but, <laughs> um but like having the opportunity to work at a bigger institution and learn in a different way I like I was ready for the challenge um but it's always hard to leave um, you, you went to Guelph right I did yeah that Janet or Nadia and I yeah. both of you and okay Jen, who was yeah with, uh, <laughs> in another episode with uh all met during our undergrad at Guelph so uh, yeah I think there, there's something special about that that moment in time yeah and it was hard to leave oh my goodness I left it's and then so went hard. back like twice. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. how hard it was to leave. Yeah, because I left to work at Queens and then came back and then left to go to teacher's college and then came back. So, yeah, it was like the boomerang. Like, yeah. just kept. <laughs> you just loved it. You loved it. And yeah. I think as a result, they're really engaged alumni. Like, yeah. Oh, I see that on Twitter. You guys go to scavenger hunts and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're miss we missed this week, this year's um, alumni weekend because we were here, but oh. if it didn't overlap you'd see us again. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too funny. I don't know why. And I always try to think back to my undergrad because I'm like, I know I complain about things. Yeah. Like, it's never perfect, but yeah. I just can't remember. So everything's just like, it was amazing. Yeah. yeah. 
And so you kind of forget about like the drama and you yeah. just remember like the relationships. Like I have a very close group of St. Jerome's friends and a bunch of us went on to work at St. Jerome's, a bunch of like kind of in the region. We've all moved back into KW. So we're all like, oh, remember when we were dogs? Oh, so fun. It's, it's the like, nostalgia yeah. too that just mm-hmm. kind of is overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. Like, remember like Chad and I were just talking the other day, Chad Nuttall, who worked at UTM, but he was part of our undergraduate experience, or we were part of his. We were part of each other's undergraduate <laughs> experience. But we were like, remember the Rice Krispie Squares at Creelman? <laughs> like, it was such a random moment, but it was like, oh, yeah, because they were, like, the size of your head, but we had this full you conversation really, about, yeah, like, Rice Krispie Squares. Oh. Uh, like, yeah. But at the time, point. you're just like, oh, I'm just going to buy this to, like, eat as I go to class. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, those were the days. Those were the days. <laughs> those were the Rice Krispie days. Yeah. It's like St. Jerome's has uh, chocolate milk on tap, like that's their what? thing. It's like it's a cup because they have an all-you-can-eat meal plan, so you like pick it up and you put chocolate milk in. But like, like uh, they did a like a study on like how much chocolate milk people were eating and it, or drinking, and it was nuts. Like it was just, it was wild. And so we're always like, oh, chocolate milk. Like it's like you could buy chocolate milk anywhere. Hashtag like I know <laughs> that's the thing. It's like you can go and buy it anytime you want, but just the fact that it's like, hashtag milk. <laughs> Um, you mentioned before that you were doing your master's. Yeah. So where are you doing it? What are you studying? Tell us everything. Yeah. So uh, this has been, like I said, I'm like a super interdisciplinary lady. So I am like always trying to, like every year I would apply to like five master's programs and never go. And I would pull out the 11th hour. Like it would be orientation really? week and I would be like, I'm so sorry. I'm doing this to you again, U of T. Like I, yeah, I feel oh. so, the Oisey people, like I can't even. They know I, your name. I can't even go by there. I like, I start to sweat. You know what stores <laughs> when there's like the photos of shop? Lifters, like, yeah, there's like me. Right. Photo yeah. Christina the yeah. admissions. <laughs> yeah, I expect this email in September. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I think it happened twice with Oisey, so I feel like a little bit of guilt. But um, I'm doing a master of peace and conflict studies at Waterloo. Okay. And um, so I did my undergrad in peace and conflict studies as well, and. When I was trying to decide what kind of master's to do, I wanted to do something that was really value-based for me, less career-based for me, and, like, more about kind of, like, higher learning for myself rather than, like, oh, I want to be a manager one day, so I'm going to get my MED or whatever. Like, so, the, yeah, you're motivated for yourself. Yeah. So if I did, like, and the MED's, like, not out of the question... I don't know if U of T would ever, like, even acknowledge me again. <laughs> Probably shred it right away. But, um, like, I wanted to do it, like, for myself kind of thing. So um, it's really focused on, like, conflict resolution, um, like, trans- conflict transformation, relationship building, that kind of thing. So um, there's a lot of people in my courses who are looking to build NGOs or work for the United wow. Nations. So it's a little different than, like, I come in and I'm like, I just had a wild incident in residence. And they're like, oh, yes, you know, four of my people just quit and I just got a grant. It's like a bit of a different kind of relation, but I think I've been able to apply a lot of what I've learned in that program to like mm. what I was doing with the Dons and what I was doing with restorative justice and residence. And so, yeah, it's been really cool. Nice. Yeah. What are some of the favorite things that, like, favorite classes you've done or favorite oh, assignments? Yeah. Just to give us a flavor of what you're up to. Yeah, so this summer I'm actually doing a research project with a prof on uh, restorative campuses. So, campus, Ooh. yeah, so I tried to bring everything kind of back to like, of student affairs because that's kind of the lens I'm, I'm most comfortable with. And so, um, yeah, the universities and colleges, um, post-secondary institutions that are using restorative practices mm-hmm. in conduct, policy, that kind of thing. So um, doing kind of an environmental scan and then and writing a paper on on kind of a possibility of what would look like on our campus. Or So it is, it's really cool. Um, and that's one of the things that whenever I talk to people who are like, oh, like, I'm doing my master's at OISE or at Laurier or whatever, and I'm like, that's so awesome because I think, like, it's great to have that student 
student development knowledge. Like, I think you can directly apply it to your work. But I'm also a huge fan of people doing, like, random stuff and, like, trying to, like, find ways to apply it. Because that's where you get, like, kind of those out there ideas where you're like, I wonder how that could connect. Well, in the, there is, so we're at the caucus conference this week and yeah. uh, there was a senior student affairs session um, with Anne and, and Brenda and they were talking about this interdisciplinarity and so I think Anne, mm. her background is she was a lawyer and Brenda was an economist. And oh, like, wow. So you have all these different per- disciplinary perspectives and I think right. you're right, it does take... That was really good to hear. I really appreciated that. Yeah. yeah. And so people who can kind of diverge and explore different disciplinary avenues for masters or whatnot and then yeah. bring it back. Yeah. And like you're doing, bringing it back to the campus or kind of adding that lens. Yeah. Have you both done graduate work? Yes, yeah, so I'm almost done. Yeah. <laughs> Two more classes, my master's at OISE. Yay. So I'm taking the adult education and community development program. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's cool. It's been good. Yeah, and I uh, did my MED at OISE, and then I'm doing the Flex Time PhD program. Currently. Oh, cool. So, yeah, so it's good. It's like... It is good to kind of always be in that learning framework. I think that's the part that I also really like. It's yeah. just kind of always being exposed to new ideas. And yeah, it's the same kind of thing where you're just like hungry, right? And kind yeah. of seeing the connections. Because you're right, I think we get our, our focus can be kind of narrow. And we're like, oh, we're only looking at this thing. But then if you can pull from peace and conflict studies or mm-hmm. equity studies or different pieces, it can really enrich the conversation we're having about things on our campuses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, it's it's very form like formative in a lot of ways. And I think like, especially as student affairs becomes more and more broad, where we're talking a lot more about access, we're talking a lot more about social justice. Like even in the years that like my five years of working, like, um, so having a little bit more of a background in a different way, I like I find that helpful sometimes for myself because I'm like, oh yeah, like I'm taking a class on like indigenous relations. What does mm-hmm. that look like? Like what does that look like through a conflict lens mm-hmm. via student affairs? So yeah. I guess a couple of times throughout your um, maybe master's process, you were tweeting shout outs to your team about helping you with your homework. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yes. I, I try to remember, uh, Neil, what, okay, yes. My my student staff, if they ever listen to this, they are gold. Like, I think about them all the time. Like, that was, like, the hardest part about leaving St. Jerome's. But I, like... I think it was brought me a lot closer than last year because I was going through the school process as well, and they'd call it student KB because I would wear a backpack and a purse at the same time, nice. and they would like yes. take pictures of me in the cafeteria. It was like the feature of their Snapchat. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of embarrassing, but I kind of like rolled with it to be yes. a good sport. But one day I was reading this piece about like neoliberalism, and I was like, "What on earth?" And everything I googled, like nothing really explained it. That's one of those terms that people just throw around a lot and assume yeah. that there's like one definition, or they kind of use it. Yeah. And yeah. I almost have to look it up. Right. Yeah. But there's multiple neoliberalisms. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. Anyways, what did you discover? Well, well, I I actually can't even remember what I discovered at this point because I had read so many definitions, but I messaged. I had a Dawn group chat, and I was like, I am so sorry to abuse this group chat that's meant for <laughs> emergencies and incidents. But I, I need to. This is a You're having an incident. Yeah. I was like, I, I have this due at midnight, and I have no idea what this means, and I need your help. I need support. Yeah, and one of my dad's messaged back immediately. He's like, good to mes- message you privately, KB. Like, I can definitely help you. And then he like sent me a thing. He's like, here's a good like link, and like here are some of my thoughts. And I was like, what? Okay, Tyler. Like, thank you for doing my homework for me. Like, I really appreciate that. So, wait. Sometimes, and that's one of the things I find the most humbling about student affairs. Like, I like love this. Is I honestly, and I'm not just saying this because like it's like the right thing to say but it's like I learned so much from students mm. that like they sometimes say things and I'm like wow that was deep I gotta write that down yeah, yeah. or like yeah. when we would have conversations I remember like um, we used to take our students to like the sexual assault, assault treatment center and we'd come back and we'd have like these groups and the things that would come out of their mouths I was like 
oh gosh, can I write that down? I, I probably shouldn't write that down. Can I bring it back? Like, yes. it's so helpful. So yes, they help me with my homework. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, it's so wonderful. <laughs> That's a good, like, family, tr- like, like friend tree or, like, network. Yeah. network. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. Because they're in it. Like, so they get it. Yes. Or, like, I was like, oh, I have orientation this week. And, like, there's all these new buildings on campus. And they're like, oh, like, you have to go to the bookstore, Christina? Like, we'll come with you. And they, like, walked Aww. with me to the bookstore. And so it was nice because we were, like, kind of, like, going through it at the same time. Well, I also think that's lovely because I think we have this vision of being a master's student or being a student yeah. as being the, like, I'm doing this all on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Hitting the books. I'm writing the essays. I'm doing this. Yeah. Where it is actually somewhat valuable to reach out and say, like, does anyone have familiarity with this concept? Yeah. Or does anyone have this? Or can someone show me the bookstore? And that's the kind of what we'd hope to model among all of our friends and colleagues and yeah. students to say, like, yeah, it's it's not just an individual race. It can be collaborative and it can be coordinated. And, and that's what I'm so excited about with, like, my, my graduate work, but then also this new role, is that, like, working with grad students or helping support grad students in their transition, like, I, like, I always laugh, my grad class is very small, there's, like, 13 of us in our cohort, but they, like, they want to hang out all the time, they're like, when are you free, free Friday, free Saturday, like, what are you doing on Sunday, brunch, like, mimosas, like, it's, like, constant, and I'm, like, always, like, ah, leave me alone, like, I have my own friends, like, I've been here forever, like, right. I have so much going on, and so, like, it took a little while, like, more than it should have, and then I went back, and I was, like, this is your network, mm. like, this is what you have, right. and you've moved here from, like, like Chile or you've moved here from Europe to do this master's program and this is your network and like so now I try like I brought them to St. Jacob's Market on like a little trip like I try to do things that are like you know like I'm in it part-time so it's a little different than it being Mm -hmm. my whole life but it's just like I think graduate like students are something we're like we're starting to talk a lot more about too like what is the graduate student experience for um, working professionals but also for not yeah it's interesting Hmm. many thoughts it's cool (laughs) oh gosh we're speaking of kind of um, people coming from all over to yeah. travel and learn, you've done some traveling and learning. I think you mentioned yeah. you did some service learning stuff abroad and in the Ukraine. So tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so I participated in a program at St. Jerome's called Beyond Borders. Mm-hmm. And it was a four-month service learning placement um, where I volunteered in Ukraine um, at an orphanage for women and children with disabilities. Okay. And so that was a truly, like, formative but, like, very difficult experience for me like in that time like I think um, it was one of those things I went in being like oh maybe I could do disability work and I left Mm -hmm. and I was like this is not for me Um, not because it wasn't so soul filling but it's like it's so difficult like it's such difficult work Um, and so on the ground with individuals right so it was pretty amazing Um, so yeah so I did a lot of traveling throughout that summer and like living in Ukraine I did Ukrainian course Uh, I ate a lot of soup a lot of bread (laughs) like more bread than I can ever yeah like Uh. Sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, like pretty amazing, but it was one of like the language is really tough to pick up, gotcha. and so it was like, yeah, soup and bread all day every day. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about the service learning thing. It's, it's been a while since I've been a part of that, um, like world of planning and even going on trips. I did it in my humber role. Like, I don't know how long it's been for you, but do you see like? I'm sure service learning has changed. Have you noticed any differences in yeah. the way that we kind of take students on those? on trips? Yeah. Since I've gone, and I went mm, like six years ago, I have noticed such a change in the way that we talk about international experiences that I really respect. Because I think um, international experiences are one of those things that we have to come to with a lot of grace. 
and because we're like invading people's lives and you're going into their communities and you're living with them and like yeah like the girls in the orphanage like there was like 40 of them and in Ukraine a disability is it can be like not being able to hear out of one ear yeah and you could live your whole life in camp you could get a PhD and not be able to hear out of one ear but these these women are very like confined and so it's very difficult to kind of come to terms with that but it's mm. it's about that respect that I don't think has always been there like where it's been like oh go to the Dominican Republic build a house leave like but like who needs that house like who yes. lives in that house who helped like is it better for us to send money, fundraise here to send money for locals to build the house to give them work? Like, it's like thinking about it, I think, more critically and strategically. Um, but I have a lot of internal, I don't know about you with any service learning or either, but like, I have a lot of like internal stress about service learning. Like, I feel very guilty about like having done an experience like that because I like, I, I know it was ethical and I know it enriched these women's lives. And I went back to visit a few years later and like, I still keep in touch, but it's like, was that done the most ethically it could be done? Like, was it as respectful? Like, you know, posting pictures on Facebook. Like, is that, like, it's like a lot of things that I'm like, uh, ah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah. You know, it's tough. Yeah, there's moments, that, yeah, when you look, I look back and I'm like, Ugh. You did Are some you, service learning? Yeah, I did um, a free the children trip to Ecuador cool. and then a Habitat for Humanity build in New Orleans. Yeah. And, yeah, at the time, like, it, it, at the time, it, su- it suited the era at its time, but now yeah. I feel like it's different the way yeah. we approach it, and, and, and I think it's a good different the way that we've changed it. But I always think back to like what the, what the differences are yeah. in terms of like the intention and making sure it's ethical, and because um, I think in that era it was a little bit more tourism, mm. like there was service learning happening and reflection and and internalization, but then there was like. There's a tourist like yeah. elements in it, and I think now I'm hoping now, but I feel like that touristy part has kind of eliminated a bit. Yeah, people are more critical. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of like writing out there where people are suggesting like if you really if you want to contribute or partner or be involved with the community that just coming and being a tourist is sufficient. Like you yeah. can come and invest oh, your money and yeah. buy food mm-hmm. and be a tourist and to you contribute just, to the you don't have to. Net. And I think I think you're right. I think there's ways to do it um, in partnership and in mm-hmm. relationship and ways that are like community centered. And yeah. I, I think there, I think you can't paint it all with one brush. I think there's a bit of a spectrum. And I, yeah. But I think. On the surface, it can look the same, but when you dig in, it's about how you do it. Yeah. I think you can do the reflection, and it's reciprocal, and it's community-driven in terms yes. of who, what the project is or what the outcome is. Yeah. Um, but I think you're right where it's like, we're coming, we're building you a house. Yeah. We, Enjoy. Like, Everybody gets a house. Yeah. <laughs> we position you as being, like, pitiful or chair- yeah. like, yes. charitable. Like, we sleep in your house. Yeah. Like, yeah. So there's a lot of that, too, where it's like... But I also think, if done well, oh, gosh. Um, it really can unsettle the participants who are coming from our institutions in a really meaningful way, in a way that's also yeah. respectful. It's not the expense of our partners. Oh, for sure. And I was like, I was shook from the first experience. Like, I, I did one in Peru, and it was like two weeks um, in like uh, around Lima and, and Cusco, but then we did, we went up into the mountains and we stayed with female coffee growers and like, like you couldn't walk, there was no cell, like, or walk, drive, you could walk, there was no cell reception. Like, and it was a total like, totally formative like wow solidarity moment we slept on the floor like it was very like very shaking but um I often think about like would I do that in my own community like would I go volunteer like at the Kitchener Food Bank like I I would I'd like to think I would but it's sexier to go to Peru right like it's sexier to do something in Ukraine than it is you know um do we have to travel international to find solidarity with others yeah that's a good thought oh I like that yeah you're right that's a good 
call to action too. Hmm. Hmm, okay. Wow. <laughs> so I'm quiet. I have now a moment. I'm quiet. I'm quiet now because I'm thinking. Yeah. It doesn't... Well, and also because like um, recently our, our we had like a bit of a team retreat. And our Nardine came to talk chat with us about you know the priorities and goals, and the phrase that he's using is global, local global experiences. Mm. Something on like local global experiences. So making use of our, our, our location, because I work in Scarborough, and there's so many diasporas that exist within Scarborough, and it's not realistic to think that we're gonna send every student at UTSC abroad or exchange. Mm-hmm. So right. how can we bring, how can we make use of our community, um, leveraging our location, mm-hmm. it's a U of T goal, but mm-hmm. have like local global experiences for students. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to go to Peru or, you know, Sure. Ukraine or to contribute to your community like yeah. you know there's areas within the GTA that we can contribute to but also mm. experience another culture other people mm-hmm. be of service so that yeah. is why yeah that's where your brain brought me and I think there's also a level of like privilege that comes with being able to afford to do those experiences yeah. right that it's like you know like I could afford not to work for a summer and I was very fortunate to be able to do that mm-hmm. and, and travel or, or whatever um to be enriched by the lives of these individuals. But like there's like there's so many organizations like in my local community that like I'm not contributing to. Um, and like I think like you can only do what you can do and I think like you need to make space for yourself to be like a healthy human and like we, we, we all don't work 35 hour a week jobs. Like I, mm-hmm. I know that. So I think being able to to find ways to contribute locally is important. But um, yeah, th- this has like been on my mind since I went like came back from Ukraine and I was like, ooh, that was really good, but ooh, like what does that mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think there's also an interesting dynamic sometimes when if we don't do it well or in like in a, in a thoughtful way, um, because our campuses are so international and then we're positioning, like imagine being from the Ukraine and seeing a poster of like, oh, we're going to go save Ukraine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's also this whole like, what, what has messages are we sending around the way we frame these experiences, right? So For I sure. also think, yeah, from the, even just the way you recruit and promote the yeah. experience and frame it. And it is very sexy to see, like, here's a photo of our students, like, having this, like, savior complex and swooping in and saving whatever community they're parachuting into for three days. Yeah. Um, and so you have to resist that. But yeah, I think, yeah. But I think if you're thinking about it critically, yeah. you're yes. probably you're, yeah, you're engaging there. in you're it. There. Yeah, yeah, in some way. You're on the journey. Mm. That's, so, that's so awesome. <laughs> we haven't talked about that in our pocket. Like, that, that is another no. subject that we've really delved into, and that's really important, I think. Because I think it applies to not just global stuff, but even local stuff. Like, when you're doing anything that is community-engaged, you have to be super thoughtful. Hmm. Yeah, dignified. I'm, like, about the dignity. Like, that's, like, my, like... humanity. Yeah, like, recognizing that in one another. Like, we're always, like, I don't know, maybe I'm getting too philosophical, but, like, we're so privileged to be in the space that we are to be having like have a post-secondary education to, to have high school, right? Like to have all of these things, to live in Canada, like all of these things. Um, that like, how, what are we doing to serve like within our own communities as well? Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard. I, I like, I don't know. I sometimes get into this thought process about it that I have to disengage <laughs> because I get so stressed. Like, yeah. it's, too much, yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do you do it right? It's easier to be like, oh, yeah. I have a friend who calls it analysis paralysis. Oh, okay. Where you're just like, you spiral and then you're just like, I my brain is frozen. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I just need to like watch Queer Eye for a couple of episodes. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Me re international service learning. Yeah. 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 Hashtag analysis paralysis. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag really insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I think I just have one more question before we yeah. get into our rapid fire questions. Ooh. Nancy, did you have anything that you want to tap? Is about? it about the old cool stuff? It yeah, is. that's what ah. I was. That's what I was like. Let's okay, you go for it. it. Okay, yeah, because I always like help. Um, like picking on people to share like how they get inspired to join our like professional boards yeah. and stuff like that because I know when I was in the res world like I I was like oh that's cool but nah I'm too scared mm. or I'm like more oh. work or whatever it might be <laughs> so I think Adam and I were both like telepathically being like let's ask about like how was that experience for you I think you're the communications director for Okuo yeah so if you want to talk a bit about I don't know if it's come up yet like what Okuo is and what was yeah. that role like yeah for sure so uh, Oku is the Ontario Association for College and University Housing Officers. Um, and yeah, I was the communications director this past year, so I just ended. Um, I really enjoyed my experience, and I think what kind of drew me to get involved, and I, I was encouraged by some great colleagues um, who were like, oh, like, you like social media, like you're yeah. good at this, like do this, and um, I, I learned a lot from the people on the board and, and kind of um, the people in the membership, um, but for me, a big driver was the fact that I worked on a small campus, mm -hmm. and so I, like, if I didn't reach out to people in student affairs, I would have no idea what's going on, and okay. I would be able to like really design programs in a very like insular way, and it would be it wouldn't be serving like the great work that other people are doing and being able to like work off of their their successes. So I went to Noaku a few years ago, and I was like, wow, so many res managers, like this is amazing, like people are doing such cool stuff for restorative justice, like wow, like um, like different like policies, cool, like oh programming, yeah, and I was like so amped about all of the good work that everyone was doing. Um, and so I I knew they had the vacancy. I didn't run, I don't think in the initial round of it, I think this, the second time they posted it, I put my name forward uh, because Mary Stephanidis came after me and was like, hey. you should do this. Yeah, like this would be a really good fit because she used to work at Waterloo as well. Um, yeah, and I think one of the things that I, like, I've really been struck by in my time with Oakuo was that the, this idea of, like, like, it's your turn and, like, giving back to the profession, mm -hmm. like, um, even in small mm -hmm. ways, being able to, like, further the work that we do, because we all love the conference, we all love caucus, we all love this time yes. that we spend together, but, like, what are we doing to all, like, give to it in a different way so that, like, for the future of the profession, like, what we're able to contribute to it? Um, because for myself, like, I, I knew I wasn't going to work in housing forever, and like, who knows? like down the road like I'm still a youngin there's still opportunity um but I like I knew that like I had gotten so much from the association so like like what was a small way that I would be able to like contribute so that you know it would be able to give to others in a different way um so yeah I had a great time and I like honestly would really encourage like participation in any way into like into caucus into Okuo into um OAP which I think is the advising one for Ontario like whatever Nakata like whatever people are a part of um, because not only is it the connections of being able to, you know, call someone and say like, hey, like I'm, I'm dealing with this like incident and I'm really struggling with what I'm supposed to be doing. It's also the like, the being able to like, to, to build with other people and grow with other people as well. So yeah, pro Okuo. Nice. Right. Yeah. So it's like a call to action to go out yeah. and get involved and feel connected. Yeah. Mm, great. <laughs> community, helps you with experience and you're giving back to the organization. Yeah. Was the Coles notes of that? Coles oh. notes. <laughs> <laughs> we should call them like the Rose notes, like Roseman. Oh, thanks, like Adam. Rose oh, notes. We'll, yeah, we'll brand that later. We'll okay. Come up with Hashtag Rose notes. Another song. I need another song. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Are you ready for your? Yeah, I'm sweating. Fire. I'm ready. <laughs> okay, we've got we've got a long list, but we'll just maybe just pick and choose a few. Okay. Um, so, what is the last book you read? Oh gosh, uh, Becoming Human by Jean Vanier. It was for school. It was good. Ooh, okay. Damn, 
okay. <laughs> if you weren't in student affairs, what would you be doing? Mm. Uh, being a teacher, I think. Do you have any nicknames? Oh, too many. Um, K- KB. KB. Yeah. KB's a big one. KB. Yeah, my parents are Polish. So they call me Krisha. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess because we're by the ocean. Lake or ocean? Oh, ocean. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any hidden talents? Oh, uh, I don't think so. I, I, I don't know. All I'm your not, talents are it's all open for everyone to see. <laughs> They're all open and very yeah. hidden to you. <laughs> no, sorry. Okay, great. If you were to host a podcast, what would it be about? Oh, no. Uh, I think it would be about, like, it would be about community building and, like, different ways oh. that people build community. And what would it be called? Ah! Wouldn't be called Relay Community, so you don't have to worry about anything. <laughs> oh, we're a franchise. We're... <laughs> we got months. Uh, we got months. Uh, <laughs> community with KB? Maybe, maybe. I think I would try a pun. I need to think, I need to think on it. I'll tweet it when you post this. Phenomenal. <laughs> um, this is a would you rather question. Okay. Would you rather always forget everyone else's name or have everyone always forget your name? Mm. I'm quite good with names, so uh, people don't often remember me as much as I remember them. Like, I remember, like, their children's names and, like, where they grew up. Yeah, like, their sin numbers and stuff, so I'd rather them forget my name. (laughs) Just kidding. That's good. I caught that. I caught that. (laughs) Amazing. Best meal? Oh, I love a good taco. Oh. Yeah, I'm down with the taco trend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I guess the last question we have, which is part of the relay, is... Who would you recommend that we should talk to next? Who are some of the names? Yeah, so I can give you more than one? Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. Um, so, like, two people that are, like, really on my mind in terms of um, orientation and transition stuff, so have been really, like, formative for me to talk to as I transition. Uh, Thomas Kador from Humber. Okay. Um, and Greg Langstaff from York. Okay. Um, I haven't told either of them that I'm doing this, so I'll have to shoot them a little message. Um, and then someone who I think is really interesting and I think based on our conversation would be really good is Alicia Ferguson from UTM. Okay. And she does some oh, stuff nice. with, I think, CSL. Um, she's the COP co-chair for the community engaged learning um, com- uh, group. So she's awesome. And so I think she could probably pick up where I left off on some of that stuff. So, nice. yeah. Those are great names. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's a good tag. Thank you. Um, Nadia, did you have any other questions, things to offer? I think um, I, uh, this week I've been telling folks that we were going to be interviewing and it was like unanimous enthusiasm that people were so excited and there was even stories about like people who were like oh my first talk is about newcomers reception and KB was the first person I saw and of course made everything better like there's just this very unanimous and enthusiastic endorsement for your wonderfulness so oh, thank you for making the time for so this sweet. yeah so I appreciate you making the time I know you snuck away from the yeah. CCR summit to come have this conversation thank so you. Yeah, of thank course. you so much thank you so much and thanks for Kate for uh, passing this on for me Oh, there you go. That was great. That was so good. I like being able to like replay them as we, like it's been since June, so it's amazing. Yeah, it's fabulous to re-listen to it and to think about um, the phenomenal conversation that we had with Christina. So thank you, Christina, so much for um, your patience with us as we tried Mm -hmm. time and time again to find a time to interview. And Nettie, I hope it was worth the stolen tea. Yes. <laughs> uh, please share with us your lovely feedback on social media and give a shout out to Christina after her episode. Her Twitter handle is at K Bartold, B-A-T-O-L-D. 
I think it's B-A-R-T-O-L-D. B-A-R, sorry, B-A-R-T-O-L-D. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, my Twitter handle is hash, not hashtag, <laughs> at NadsRoses, N-A-D-S-R-O-S-E-S. And Adam's yours is? At Adam Kewen, and Kewen is K-U-H-N. Hashtag RealASA. I want us to know what you thought about the episode. Thank you to Adrian Ross for our theme music. We love it, and we can't thank you enough. And if you have an idea, or even like a small, like littlest nugget of an idea yes. uh, for a podcast or a conversation you'd like to have, please let us know. We'd be happy to um, share our SoundCloud account or any resources we have to help you get your idea out there. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.